I'm VTRN meteorologist Matt Ferguson. Uh, but this middle school in Maple Grove in Minnesota, the principal there is saying the whole school has been transformed because of one simple thing. They got rid of cell phones in middle school. Imagine that. Imagine that. So here's Patrick Smith, the principal of Maple Grove Middle School, talking about that on the Ingram Amble. It has been night and day from what we have dealt with in the last couple of years. Um, they're talking to each other. They're, they're face to face at lunch. Uh, you're not seeing them um, on social media in the hallways when they have a break. They're not taking them out during the class. They just look happier. I mean, is anybody surprised? No. How is this hard? It's not. Um, my kids go to a school where they are not allowed to have cell phones. And to me, it's just logical. I don't understand why they would allow it. They said, it's interesting, he said, that, you know, in the hallways, the kids are talking more. Second, yeah, I gotta put my cell phone away. <laughs> put it down and talk to me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, can you imagine the, you know, the withdrawals? Because these kids probably literally are feeling the withdrawals like almost being on drugs because it's so addictive. Well, I told you I had a, a situation in Sunday school mm-hmm. several years ago. And it was actually a child of the pastor. And I I asked her to, you know, ask all the kids, mm-hmm. and, and myself included, right. we would just put our phones in a basket. Yeah. You know, we came in so we could have 30 minutes mm-hmm. of, of Sunday school. Yeah. And that child had an absolute meltdown. I mean, and this was a grown child, too. Mm. I'm, we're talking 16 years old. Yeah ridiculous fomo first time i heard the term fear of missing out uh, and i and i was just it's real for 30 minutes i know you know and i went and i went to the, and, and talked to the parents and they just made excuse after excuse and i was like well you know i can't do anything sure. as a sunday school teacher mm-hmm. if i can't even get your attention for 30 minutes i can't imagine what teachers go through oh, i just yeah. can't even yeah, imagine yeah you've got them for several hours exactly dang crazy all right uh you ready for your thought of the day i'm ready it's monday it is monday Hmm. our thought of the day comes today from doris day oh i love her gratitude is riches complaint is poverty Hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. think about that for a minute i'm trying but i gotta go get my phone first (laughs) (laughs) 434-248-0704 that is our text number play along with our mind jam trivia if you would okay here we go i think i participate in this one the average family of four loses 60 of these annually which means there's two of us in the house we lose 30 probably Mm -hmm, Uh, but the average family of four loses 60 of these annually what are we talking about all right if you think you know send us a text we'll have the answer coming up on this day in history in 1619 38 colonists from berkeley parish england disembark in virginia and give thanks to god this is considered by many to be the first true thanksgiving in america i'm glad it's 29 seconds long because if it was 30 seconds long we may lose the audience i'm just saying they made landfall right here on the james river 
right in the back door of what is now the, the Barkley Plantation. And they were ordered by their captain to get on their knees and thank God for getting them across the Atlantic safely. And it said, shall be a yearly and perpetually kept holy day of thanksgiving to Almighty God. And this happened one year and 17 days before the pilgrims landed in Massachusetts. Sorry, her boyfriend was practicing guitar in the background there. That is interesting. It is interesting. Huh. Yeah, the captain of the of the a ship said, "Let's do this." Yeah, which makes you makes you wonder what did he know? <laughs> what all did they dodge <laughs> yeah, on know. that journey? True, probably a lot. Uh, in 1956, an impromptu recording session by the Million Dollar Quartet takes place. That would be Elvis, Carl Perkins, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Johnny Cash. This, this one's a little long, but it's worth the listen because Elvis showing up was just totally whack and they had just finished recording Carl Perkins's cuts, all his tracks, and then this thing happens. The four recording stars had not planned in advance to meet at the studios. Carl Perkins and his backing band had gone there to record some new material to follow up the success of the song Blue Suede Shoes, while the still relatively unknown Jerry Lee Lewis had been invited by studio owner Sam Phillips to come along and add some piano to the tracks. Elvis Presley had been signed to Sun Records until November the previous year when his contract was bought out by RCA Victor. By chance, he dropped into his former label to catch up with Phillips. Having listened to the playback of the Perkins sessions, Elvis decided to enter the studio and begin jamming with the band. Before long, another Sun artist, the country musician Johnny Cash, arrived and joined in the jam. Quartet primarily played snippets of old gospel and spiritual songs that they'd grown up with. It's like the age of Aquarius where all the planets align. I know, right? What are the, if they tried to make that happen, it would have never yeah, happened. Exactly. Probably. Exactly. And then on this day in 1981, I mean, it, it, right, it set the tone for a whole decade, didn't it? Yeah. This was just one of many of the elaborate dramas that we saw in the 80s. This one, of course, Falcon Crest on CBS. Falcon Crest, 8 o'clock on the columbia broadcasting network so we're all i mean dynasty Station, was abc uh, yeah i think yeah. so yeah so yeah. dynasty was abc mm-hmm. what was falcon crest was cbs it was cbs uh what was oh, knots landing i think that one was cbs as well what about and then dallas that was cbs wow CBS okay they were hot. the they were the king yeah. of the okay yeah they were huh. they were they were raking well, in those cash coins let's face it after they did Dynasty, ABC couldn't afford to do anything else. It was so expensive. True. Because yeah, probably part of it. All right. Uh, if it's your birthday today, you share your birthday with Jeff Bridges, who turned 74 today. A.K.A. The Dude. Hey, man. How do you do, dude? I wonder if I'd see you again. I wouldn't miss the semis. How oh, things yeah? been going? Oh, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. Well... Take care, man. Gotta get back. Sure. Take it easy, dude. Oh, yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Uh, also having a birthday today is Marissa Tomei. She turns 59 years old today. My cousin Vinny. What would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? Some bullshit. 
question. Does that mean that you can't answer it? It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. Your Honor, I move to disqualify Ms. Vito as an expert witness. Can you answer the question? No, it is a trick question. Actress and model Tyra Banks also having a birthday today, turning 50 years old. When you say Tyra. So have you ever considered dropping your last name? Do you know, okay, when I was a model, like in Paris, like a new model, 17, 18, 19, 20, I was just Tyra. There was no Banks. Okay. And then I got my first acting job Mm -hmm. on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow. Then she was banking it from then on. I remember her being on the on the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know. I I'd be curious to see what she looked like back then. Exactly the same. Yeah. Very, very well, beautiful, tall, lanky. Yeah. Yeah. I like this next one. I just like seeing his name. Freddie Boom Boom Cannon turning 87. You'll recognize this tune. Well, if you're 65 or older. Palisades Park, big hit for Freddie Boom Boom Cannon. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Actor, producer, director Max Baer Jr., also known as Jethro. (laughs) He's turning 86. If you won't drive me, can I borrow the truck? Help yourself. Oh, thank you, Jethro. I'll be back in a few days and take good care of Fairchild. Hold it! You ain't leaving me here alone with this uh, hairy Minnesota fat. Jethro! Uh-uh. You goes, he goes. I ain't sharing no bed or no bath with no 400-pound checker hustler. But I can't drive through the streets with a bear. What will people think? Put some clothes on him and they'll think he's a hippie. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. A hippie bear. That'll do it. And, well, finally, right. singer bassist mm-hmm. Chris Hillman from The Birds. And did you know he was one of the Flying Burrito Brothers? Yes. Wow. Turn 79. In, 79. Turn in that burrito. Right out of the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm, yeah. Boy, that song's sure. been recorded by, I mean, so many people. Bunches and bunches. Isn't that plagiarism? Uh, something. Hey, if you're going to plagiarize something, that's I guess, the way to go. I think that was Solomon that wrote that, if I'm not mistaken. But for all of you Bible thumpers out there, you can straighten me out on that. Hey, let's go back to the Mind Jam trivia before I get ridiculed by all the fundamentalists listening. Uh, <laughs> the average family loses 60. An average family of four losing 60 of these annually. What are we talking about? Hmm, what are we talking about? We'll have the answer coming up here this morning. Drummer Brian Prout from Diamond Rio. It's one we can Rio. all relate to. I will just say that. Okay. Brian Prout from Diamond Rio turning 68 today. It's 617. Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. We are the Morning Jam. Lace up your boots and walk to the land of lost socks over lava rocks to the land of lost 
It's amazing to me. The, it's a land. The kind of, of songs that you can find. Oh, I find it's them all. It's impressive. I find them all. I know. They write the songs so we can tell the whole world, Dan. It, <laughs> it's almost sort of in reverse right. what Barry Manilow said and sang. I got it. Well, Dang. Candy got it right. Yeah, so did Bear. Okay. Hmm. They, they knew it was uh, Lost Socks. Here's uh, some other fun facts. Average person owns 12 pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. I'm very annoyed this time of year because you go from not having to wear socks to having to keep up with socks. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Cold, sure. I have a little trouble with the transition there. That and I have little peep, little furry Oh, that play around with your socks. That steal yeah. them. Yeah. Right. I get it. Um, so if a family of four loses 60 socks annually, that's about 300 bucks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, Batman. And almost everyone at some time or another wears odd socks guilty so maybe that's how they decided to take those odd socks and put them on the the fireplace and put stuff in them and make, I don't, maybe. make some use of the odd socks i finally finished up all of my uh decorating oh wow that was the last thing that went up oh, was the, the stockings, stockings. Mm-hmm. okay yep finally got everything finished i'm just curious bears listening i wonder if you dress him up and put him in a car he looks like a hippie going down the road like Jeffro said. Maybe. And I curious. think he'd be okay with it. Yeah, I think he would be too. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> Some headlines for you, unfortunately, yes. Mm-hmm. Vice President Kamala Harris is out giving speeches, bringing awareness. She's saying we need to revitalize the Palestinian Authority. Well, there you go. That tells you really what the majority of the administration believes, even though they're putting a good face on supporting Israel. Well, do they walk the talk? That's all I'm saying. Well, they're walking it right now, but there's fights going on in the... In between. uh, In in, in our own department, the Secretary of... um, Not Defense, what's the other one? Secretary of State. Um, People in the State Department, a lot of them do not like Israel at all. And there's there's a big fight going on within... So Our own state up. department's just crazy. So it was a uh, a big weekend for LU. Oh my gosh! Yeah, very yeah. exciting. Yeah, so I'll have so not one but two bowl invites. Is that right? Yes. Uh, wow, exciting. There were also a lot of uh, parades over the weekend. I got rained on. Did you on Friday? Did it still continue? It did. Yeah, we carried on. Yeah, but it was damn. How did the uh, the paper Snoopy hold up? Or was he made out of he plastic? Was, he was uh, he was an inflatable Snoopy. Oh, he did great. He did? Okay. Yeah, he did great. And Trucker Bob and uh, his lovely bride, they were so much fun. And you they, were in a convertible. Yes. We were in their PT Cruiser, and he built us these little seats on the back. Wow. And then Snoopy was in front, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. Wow. It would have been more fun had it not rained, but it was still sure. fun. Sure. We made the most of it. Okay. New Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, believes the GOP... Has enough votes to open an impeachment inquiry against President Biden. I thought they had already done that yeah, well. under the previous uh, Speaker of the House, but maybe it fizzled out. Maybe it has to get reinstituted. They're all institutional up there in my mind, but hmm. we'll see what happens, if anything, with that. 
There was a shooting yesterday on Cavill Street in Lynchburg. Apparently a juvenile was injured uh, and the teen has been hospitalized after the uh, the shooting. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up. Okay. This one's interesting. Vermont School District official asserts detra- det- detransitional awareness day goes against the district's equity policy. So there's apparently a detransition awareness day. Hmm. And they're saying, uh-uh. Goes against the equity policy. Oh, dear. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see what happens Won't that there, be interesting? I just, uh, it's silliness in my mind, but anyway. A lot of it is. Three-car crash in Campbell County sent two people to the hospital. That was one of the... Uh, the stories from mm-hmm. over the weekend and there was a single car incident on mount athos oh so we had lots of lots of accidents there was a lot of fog out man alive it was, oh, it was very very foggy yeah, it was thick very thick i will tell you i'm still going through a little bit of ptsd from the from the deer well hit yeah i noticed you drove thor in this morning well i'm thor gonna be being, driving thor for a while it looks like not getting a rent a car out of this deal i don't think so okay I don't think that's part of but I don't have a deductible, so I got that uh, going for me. Dang. <laughs> you know? Phoebe's at the shop, though, right? Yeah. Being cu- cuddled, coddled, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to talk her into it, but apparently it's, you know, messed up my radiator, right. my air conditioning, Yeah, I saw all the that. picture. It's not good. Dang. Department of Veterans Affairs postpones medical treatment for our veterans. You know why, Janet? Why? We're postponing medical treatment for our own veterans in lieu of illegal immigrants so they can get care. That's the story. We're, we're, we're giving Looks our own kill, town, town halls reporting along with Fox News. We're giving our veterans the proverbial middle finger. Which say, we yeah, already get to the back do. of the line. They're the already not taken care of. Right. Like they should be. Sure. I don't think that would happen under Trump. Somebody call Gary Sinise. Yeah. Toby Keith. And get them weighing in on this Isn't business. that the truth? That's Mm-mm. probably the only thing that would get their attention. Oh, I know. If that. Going to have to have something for veterans like Farm Aid. When the money's there, they're just choosing to spend it on illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. Which some of them could be terrorists. We already know. Yeah. There was a Sunday morning fire in Danville. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, one person has been confirmed dead after that fire. Uh, about 5:25 a.m. was when the call came in. Uh, they they were able to uh, apparently save uh, a dog, a small dog that was located inside the home. Uh, it it did receive some medical attention. Uh, so that was a very bad situation there in in Danville. Is no mm. cause of the fire. It, it, we don't know the cause of the fire at this at this time, but they think it's discarded smoking material. Oh boy, that's what they think it is. Okay. Islamic terror attacks ramping up around the world. The latest was a German tourist stabbed to death Saturday evening, a few hundred yards away from the Eiffel Tower, which typically represents love in many people's minds. Hmm. But you know. Some folks, especially those terrorists, they love death and they love killing the infidel, which is most of us. 
Oh, goodness. All right. Later on, we'll be talking about how um, an unlikely alliance has formed between Newt Gingrich and Al Sharpton. No way. Oh, yes way. Reverend Al. Mm-hmm. And the Newt man. Yep. Yep. Can, we'll talk about that. Make a rap song about that. Yeah, well, good luck with that. And then millennials, apparently, are feeling abandoned by their parents when it comes to raising their grandchildren. Oh, you're kidding. No. They don't want to raise their own kids. Dang. Well, they no, they want to raise them, but, but they think the parents, that their parents should want to raise them, oh. should want to help them raise them. Well, yeah. but And they... not be selfish and go on trips. Things like that. So, yeah, they're saying that their parents are... Are taking vacations and things like that and not prioritizing their grandchildren but at the same time um they want to tell them how to to parent them <laughs> they don't want them it's very crazy it's a crazy story very interesting yeah that's an interesting dynamic going yeah, on right there a little bit that's okay i'll be on a cruise ship you guys enjoy christmas that's I'll send a card. One one parent moved to a luxury resort in Mexico, and he's very unapologetic about it. I, he's like, he's like, I sacrificed everything for those kids, and they are living so much better than than I ever ever did. did. They've got nannies and things. Oh my god! He is like, leave, grow up. He kind of leaves it all on the floor there. It's an interesting story. Bill Trafiro filling in for WDBJ Seven this morning. Currently 42 degrees in Lynchburg, 41 in Bedford, 42 in Roanoke and Salem and Danville, 41 in Amherst and 42 in Appomattox. I went, I did turn the air, the heat down. Right. I think it finally turned off just now. Did it? I think. Hang on. Yeah, it's off finally. Oh, okay. Finally. All right. I mean, it was like a. Yeah, I was going to have to break out the, the little waiting pool again. Well, you may have heard Bill Trafiro mention it. We're going to mention it here because it's so darn exciting. And we've got music to back it up. Yes, sir, Bob. The Liberty Flames in a January January 1st bowl game. They're one of the January 1st sixes, as they call them. Of course, Michigan is going to play, let's see, Michigan and Alabama, I believe, and Washington and Texas. That's for the final four. That'll make the final championship game here coming up in uh, later on in the month of January. A total of 43 bowl games. My wife said that's 42 too many, but honey, don't worry about it. We'll have plenty of time to watch. Uh, Liberty University, number 23, will face Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona. Just inching out the Su- is it Southern Methodist University, I believe. The Mustangs got bumped. And I'm, it was super close. I watched analysis all day yesterday. I've never watched so much analysis on college football. My brain was fried. Virginia Tech will face Tulane in the Military Bowl in Annapolis on December 27th. And then we've got JMA, who, JMA, JMU, who just lost their coach, going to Indiana, will face Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas, December the 23rd. Uh, the JMU, who just eked their way in, have an 11-1 record. It's it's kind of depressing that you have such a great record. The coach decides to go to Indiana, and they don't even get to have their coach for their bowl game. Yeah, that's not that's I think not the good. NCAA should change that rule, that you have to coach all the way through the end of the season, including the bowl games. I just don't think it's right. So, will 
LU, which bowl game are they going to play? Do they're you? in the Fiesta Bowl with Oregon. Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. So, but they and, got invited to another one, but they're doing the. Oh, Fiesta I don't know bowl. if they did. They they uh, they got asked to go to this one. So uh, they they get the invite through the NCAA and the, oh, okay. the process of picking a team. So the Fiesta Bowl is okay. a big big bowl. Yeah, Oregon. I mean, even I know that the Oregon Ducks are a good team. Although there are more really bowls good. than there used to be. How many did there used to be? Uh, you know, there you have the Cotton like Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Sugar Bowl. The Rose Bowl. bowl. Yeah, yeah, the Rose Bowl, you know, and the Orange Bowl. But and, I have heard of the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, Fiesta Bowl's been around for, for a number of years. But there are 43 bowl games. That is just insane. It's a big, big day. To, to think about sure. it. But uh, there going to be a lot of bowl games beginning on the 16th of December. And we didn't want that. We, we, we had a shoe into a bowl game, and we thought we were going to get uh, a lower level bowl game but we got what we asked for now we're going to have to practice our rear ends off to see if we can beat the ducks well they've had an awfully good year so who knows i was there friday night i, I know almost had a heart attack i'm serious the referees were so awful on friday night kevin will tell you about midway to the end of the third quarter he had to sit me down and says calm down yeah calm down chill out it's I mean, a game. I, oh, I yeah, oh, yeah, but it was me and twenty five thousand other people going bonkers yeah, over but, the rest. But you know, you can't do that. I know I can't. Yeah. And next year, if I go, and I will go, <laughs> unless they raise the prices out of my stratosphere because they're winning. We're well, just gonna have to medicate. Too busy first. winning, winning, winning. Yeah, I'm gonna have to be medicated. You're, I was. You're gonna be. You're gonna be like Ross on Friends when somebody stole his turkey sandwich, right? And they give him a tranquilizer, right? And he's like, well, "I don't care about my sandwich anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care so much about the refs anymore." Right. Uh, Lynchburg City School Board. Um, they are receiving death threats. Yeah, I saw that. After they rejected a grant acquired by an LGD. LGBTQ plus organization. Mm-hmm. The money was uh, intended to fund a safe space. Yep. What does that even mean? I a corner somewhere where they can't be know. attacked. I guess. Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, city school board began receiving threats just a few days ago, uh, according to one board member, Christian DePaul. Said the threats came after a Washington Post article criticized the district's decision not to accept the grant from the It Gets Better project. Well, there you go. So the article failed to properly mention that the district plans on providing safe spaces, just not using that particular organization's grant money. Mm -hmm. We want students to feel safe, of course, and have a productive learning environment. He said the board had concerns about strings attached to the grant, which is usually the case. I know that these emails are affecting some other board members to a greater extent than they are others, and to that end, we're taking this very seriously. The threats are still coming in. Uh, He says he's less concerned with his safety, more concerned about the threat's emotional effect on other board members. Mm. He said at at the base, it's just disappointing. It, It is pretty disappointing that the fact that, you know, it's about safe spaces, and because they didn't do exactly what you wanted now you're going to threaten them right a little irony there yeah i you know we didn't have safe spaces bullies could roam the hallways as much as they wanted to back when i went to well school. but you had safe spaces because everybody looked out for each other and if a bully reared up then you dealt with it i mean everywhere was the safe space well you know okay i, w- I would agree with you there but it's like 
designated. I mean, it's like, what are we going to give them? A room where there's like no noise and no people talking? I mean, what That's does the it library. even mean? Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. So, anyway. It's just crazy. 866-916-3776. You're on the Morning Jam. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good. Pretty good. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to say I didn't never have to deal with bullets because I played football for four years in high school. And and uh, so I was just sticking my teammates on, on them, you know, so they always look out for me. Hey, I got an offensive lineman right here. You want to pass with me? <laughs> well, there so, you go. You know, but, but anyway, uh, the football game Friday night, and I'm in March right. I, I'm starting to believe, I'm starting to think that college football is more fake than pro wrestling. But at least pro wrestling admits it. But this that guy kicked a field goal and it went through the middle of the upright. And they said, no good. <laughs> My wife saw it too and she's like, what the heck? Well, the one, and, uh, the one that really upset me is after the play, the one guy punched. It was a clear punch and the ref didn't call it. Yeah. That should have been... That should have been you know, uh, a penalty right there. It didn't get called. And then they played the replay on the big screen. And, and then everybody, I saw it when it happened because of our vantage point. But when he played the replay, it was very clear the guy threw a punch after the, the whistle had blown. You don't throw a punch anyways, but especially after the play's right. over. And he got away with right. it. I, there was some underhanded think, uh, stuff going on. I just think it's, a few years ago, the NBA referees got called for cheating, right? And gambling. And they just kind of whitewashed that and put it under, oh, yeah, nothing to see here. Uh, but I, I think with that sports betting and everything, I think it's making a. Because Florida State is undefeated and did not even get into the playoff system. So what is that about? I mean, well, the ACC is not even represented in it. And Alabama's got like two losses, I think. And. I don't. They well. Let's just put Alabama. What? What did you just do? Well, you know, I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. And I, I think pro football and, and college football and all of that. And I think it's, you know, I think with all the sports betting going on, it might be some shady stuff going well, on. You know, where it saves some points. Off. Yeah. Well, appreciate the call, Alan. I hope that's not the case. It uh, it goes into the bracket system next year, which should help clean some of this up. Liberty would have made it into the bracket system. They would have been the last team just eking their way in. Uh, they would have had to play Florida State. They sort of played out some scenarios yesterday, what that would look like, and then the winner of that game would go on to play Alabama. And then, you know, anyways, it's it's going to be interesting next year because it all changes the way that we're going to get to those final two teams that will play for the national championship. So, yeah. Well, when we come back, uh, President Biden said that when it comes to looking at the economy you got to look through the economy's eyes not by the the wall street but by and park avenue but by the eyes of the people and he says that that he wants to look at the economy and america through the eyes of of his people in scranton and the people of scranton are speaking out and we're going to talk about when we come back Right. <laughs> oh, they've got plenty to say. You want to look through our eyes? So okay. With a side of common sense. You want answers? Then you found the right choice. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. Hey! 
The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Sitting in my office with a plate of grilled bacon. Call a man twice just to see what was shaking. Yo, Mike, our town is dope and pretty. So check out how we live in the Electric City. They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. Scranton. What? The Electric City. Lazy Scranton. The Electric City. They call it that because of the Electricity. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Michael and Dwight Uh, Schrute's attempt to rap music. Yeah, they are rapping it it out. Uh, It sounds like something uh, Joe Biden would write (laughs) (laughs) to me. Try to sing it. Uh, Locals in Biden's hometown of Scranton, PA. Mm Mm-hmm. He always refers to them. Mm-hmm. He does. Uh, are weighing in on his recent claim to view the U.S. economy through their eyes. In a November 13th tweet, Biden said, He doesn't look at the economy through the eyes of Wall Street and Park Avenue. I look at it through the eyes of the people I grew up with in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Several residents offered uh, mostly critical but some mixed reviews of the comments made by their hometown son who lived in a home near the city's northeastern border until he was 10. Mark from nearby Subsequana, Pennsylvania, says he doesn't believe Biden sees the local economy from a local perspective at all. Mm. When asked if he has a preferred presidential candidate for 24, he just said Trump. Robert Jones of Scranton offered a similar reaction, saying he finds most politicians to be a bunch of liars, but Biden's the worst president we've ever had. This economy sucks. I mean, everything is going up except paychecks. Mm. Uh, It's sucked ever since Biden got in, he said. When asked who he prefers in the 24 election, Jones also indicated support of a GOP frontrunner. Local resident Kevin says he's disillusioned with most of the political class. I think that's where a lot of America is right now. I would agree. I don't think any of them see uh, through the eyes of actual people. They all see it through the eyes of Washington, period. Mm -hmm. The economy has gotten worse. Um, He has noted that he does not have a 2024 favorite. Uh, I'm a registered Democrat, and I am not happy, he said. Mm -hmm. Local media at the time... Uh, captured photo ops of uh, PennDOT replacing BGS signs on Interstate 81 uh, while the Central Scranton Expressway uh, just over a year ago. Um, not really sure, not really sure why that happened, but uh, unanimously city council voted to change the name to the President Biden Expressway, <laughs> and the downtown arterial was renamed Biden Street. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That led some local business owners to uh, grouse about having to register their addresses yeah. and the cost associated with the process. That, that Biden Street means you're probably going out of business. Right. It's yes. where all businesses go to die. On Biden Street. Blech. We Can could write you imagine a song about that. If anything would make you move, yeah, that would would do do it. Uh, Jason from nearby Moscow, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. not a fan of renaming, and said Biden's tweet not accurate. He doesn't see the economy. Period. He has no idea what's going on. It's an absolute mess. Yeah. He abandoned Scranton when he was four years old. The fact that he keeps using it is absolutely hysterical. He only uses it when he needs Pennsylvania votes. He called the rebirth of Spruce Street as Biden Street the biggest waste of money in the city as of late. 
Hmm. Can you imagine? Can you? What would you do if somebody came I, in? I literally would show up to those meetings and just. Yeah, but they usually do it before you even know well, what's know. happened. Well, we already learned. What What would you do? Seriously, if you had to, to say, oh if you had to put Mark Lamb, three twenty four biden joe biden avenue formerly known as <laughs> and i would put the formerly known I as i don't know i don't know what i would do what what would you all do oh i would be so upset I oh would, my god i would have to consider relocating i know i really would i would not want biden on any of my literature joe biden avenue the joe biden freeway to poverty <laughs> that's what it should be called that's oh. just that's awful it's that, it's interesting though that he that he decided to use that and they're like uh no i don't think so buddy you're not gonna use us that's that's pretty funny so um millennials are feeling abandoned by their parents when it comes to their grandkids how come well they say that grandparents aren't making themselves as available as they think they should you mean just just for like babysitting and such? Uh huh. Yeah. Millennial parents say they feel abandoned by their baby boomer parents who've chosen to travel in their retirement rather than stay home and help raise their grandchildren. How dare they not support My their grandkids? Business Insider did the story. Uh, growing up, one person in the interview said um, she remembers being regularly babysat by her grandmother. When her parents traveled, mm -hmm. she often has to schedule visits with her parents or in-laws months ahead of time. Los Angeles-based psychologist and millennial mother Leslie Dobson explained many of her millennial clients develop resentment towards their parents because they feel like their parents have chosen their life over meeting their grandchildren and building these relationships. Well, I mean, I think there should be a relationship of right. some sort. I mean, I don't. But, I mean, for somebody in retirement to want to go enjoy themselves, why not? They probably says, work hard for it. There's almost like this three-fourth life crisis that they're in, and they're saying, oh, my God, my life's almost over. When is my last day? How am I going to live my best life? She said she and her sisters were initially put off by their 71-year-old father's decision to move to a luxury resort in Mexico. They've come around to understand his decision. They had hoped their father would be more available to help raise their kids. Their dad doesn't agree with the assessment. The father told Business Insider he makes an effort to see his grandchildren. Sometimes they're too busy to fit him into their schedules. Yeah. He also suggested those in the younger generation live a more comfortable life than he did at the same age. They've all got nannies. We didn't have a damn nanny. They drive expensive SUVs. I drove a freaking minivan, he said. <laughs> I haven't spent a nickel less on my kids. I have decided to spend a little bit on me, he said. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very. I, mm. By the way, some people checking in on Biden Avenue. Oh, yeah? They said, uh, can we just change it to Brandon Street of <laughs> AKA Let's Go Brandon? I saw a guy who was having car issues, <laughs> right. and, and he was pulled over to the side, right. and the police officers were, were with him, and he had the biggest Let's Go Brandon on the back of his car <laughs> that I ever saw. I, um, I can go with Brandon Street. Yeah, yeah, maybe. 866-916-3776. You're on the Morning Jam. Good morning. Good morning, Mark. Hey. Hi. There's, the, There's uh, my chauffeur. Chauffeur, yeah. Yeah. 
to quote a, to make a quote from Ebenezer Scrooge at the parade the other day, we were giddy as school kids. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a good we time. We had a blast. Des- we had a blast. Despite the rain. Made a on Facebook with Jesse. Mm-hmm. He sent me some wonderful photos of the parade and, and us in it. And while you and your cohort were singing in the back, my wife and I were in the front praying for the rain to stop. I know, right? right? It, it was not supposed to rain that much. No, it wasn't. It came down in a light, real light drizzle right at the beginning. But mm-hmm. when we got up there off of the dark streets up there, it started getting into where the people, which I was totally amazed how many people turned out for this thing. Yeah. I mean, it was sparse at first, and then all of a sudden, it's just a flood of people. Right. But the little children, <laughs> blowing my ooga horn for them, just, just <laughs> gave me a smile. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty rewarding, huh? It was very rewarding. We'd do it again in a heartbeat. Well, we thank you so much for helping us make that happen, and it was an awful lot of fun. It was my pleasure. <laughs> thank you, you again. Have a great day. You, you too, too, Bob. Yeah, it was so it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Bob and Linda are both delightful anyway. Yeah. But Chris, they were he was blowing his horn for the kids, and mm-hmm. and they were you know running up to the cars and stuff. It, yeah. it was very sweet. PT like Cruiser is a cool looking vehicle too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially a convertible one. Yeah. So. And uh, I think all the parades were very well attended. Good. So it would seem. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a good thing. So your um, so your thoughts back to the millennial story? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean do I, you think that's fair at all? I I think it's, I again, grandparents should be involved in their grandkids' life. But they also, if they also want to live, you know, because they've worked hard their whole life and provided for their kids. Well, and the, and here's the other thing: you know, send you, them down to Mexico. Are you living in the same town, or did you move hours away from your well, parents? That's true too. In which case, what? How? What? You know, yeah. there's nothing I would I would like more than than when my kids start having kids to be mm-hmm. involved. But you can only be involved as much as they'll let you be. Right. And right. if they're not in the same town, yeah. You know, that makes it difficult. What are you supposed to do? Sure. Um, here's a text. It says, uh, "What most of these punk kids don't understand is how many grandparents are raising their grandkids. Yes, because they're the ones who aren't living up to their responsibility. There's a lot of them too. Too many in jail for drugs, or they're so abusive that the grandparents have to get them from the parents to protect them. Yeah, I know of a couple that's raising their grandkids because mom and dad were both addicted to gaming. What? They gaming on gambling. their computer. No gaming. Oh, what like a... video games. Oh, that they just they, playing like just Candy playing Crush video games Not where you compete against their... other people. They lost their kids. They chose that over their kids. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 So there's some of that going on too. Okay. All right. Seven well, o'clock. Lighter stories coming up. Yep.